0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there. My name is James and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drives F1 Podcast. In this episode, we chat about the Russian Grand Prix in a pre-drinking fashion. And I'm joined, of course, as always, by my friends and yours are two Thomas's, Tommy T and Thomas J. Camp. Lads, how you doing? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Very well, Campy. How are you?
1: Very well, gentlemen. How are we all? Yes. And to the live listeners, thank you very much for tuning in on a pleasant Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, it's great to have your company. Uh, look, thank you to you as well. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, we've just passed... 500 subs, uh, it's, it's a big deal for us. I know I keep banging on about this. Uh, look, it costs you nothing, uh, but the whole thing is there's this YouTube advertising partner program. In order to get onto it and to get some revenue, you need 1,000 subscribers. We've hit everything else. We've done heaps of content. We've had heaps of watch hours. It's all very good, uh, but we are on the route, on the path, I should say, to uh, 1,000, which is fantastic. So thank you to you. It's good. Uh, and to Michael Best, who wrote all this music and messaged Tommy T and I this morning going, I don't even know about <laughs> F1, but I guess you guys deserve a follow. His, sto- so- his
2: story was like, if you like things that go zoom, zoom, follow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it is very good. Uh, also, if you are watching the live stream and you are, you can't quite hear us. There were some issues with audio I know on some platforms. It's a bit weird. Uh, I generally tend to find on my phone, uh, we all sound very good if you're watching on a computer. Sometimes it doesn't, and it's mainly Tommy T's fault for that, so he'll apologize profusely in advance. Uh, Lads, this, uh, well, we almost got a little scared, didn't we, yesterday about qualifying not happening. There was a uh, potential spa kind of (laughs) vibe, wasn't there, going from, uh, the FIA, but uh, of course ahead of time we got uh, Jack Duane and Oscar Piastri at F3 and F2 uh, races as well. Tommy T, what happened with Jack Duane? What was he doing? He was doing plenty, is what he was doing. <laughs> Love that. It's
2: never going to get old, is it? Never, never, no, ever. Um, no. This is the this is the last round for F3 as well, so. He hasn't won. I think the the championship's already over and he's come second, I think, based on no matter what happens today. As far as I'm aware, someone can probably correct me. But he's put it on pole in the feature race, which is awesome to see. Um, we were kind of skeptical of young Jack early on, but he's put it together this year and no mean feat to put it on pole. Um, so, yeah, fingers did crossed he, that this did is he just it start. On,
1: sorry, did he put it on pole or did he get pipped on like the last little section? No. Nah, so
2: no, there was a timing error, so they used his that previous sector one time, which was like two tenths off, which yep. said he wasn't fastest. But then retroactively, they went back and he
0: was the fastest. He was. Oh, probably. lovely!
1: <laughs> yeah, doing.
0: <laughs> Look, oh, unfortunate, man. wasn't it that uh, we know, of course, that the F three title has just been crowned. He was in the running for it ahead of the race, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, just couldn't get it done. But Tommy T, as you said. He's made significant leaps and bounds, hasn't he, from yep. last year to this year. And, of course, the team change has made a big difference with that as well, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, he's still so young. I think we always forget how young these guys are. Um, and he was like, I don't know, you can probably shine some more light, Canby. I don't know if he's always been a single-seat racer. He's done many other things growing up. He's always been fast. But, I mean, him jumping across to this category is kind of – I don't know, a bit new and different. So it was, it's good to see him kind of pick it up and
1: hopefully there's a future. Yeah, look, he rode bikes younger as a young kid, obviously with your dad being a yeah, five. Sure. <laughs> that's make know, sense. 500cc world champion. Um, he's always fast in whatever he did, but he made the decision to jump into single-seaters because that's where his passion really light. Mm-hmm. Um Did really well in the F4 Formula uh, European Championship. Um, got some really good results there. Um, I don't think he won the championship, but he showed a lot of promise. Last year, he stepped into F3 for the first year, and he had a stinker. Um, Like, we were really, really cautious Mm. last year when we were talking about him not to jump off his bandwagon, but Mm. uh, he wasn't performing. Um, But he did a test for his current team at the end of last year. And he went fastest at the test and everyone just sort of stepped back and went, whoa, where did that come from? Um, So he changed teams this year and uh, i tell you what, it's been two different years uh, this year compared to last year. And this year he's been consistently up the front, consistently getting poles. Um, He had a couple of incidents, I think, in round two where he just failed to score some points in the sprint races. And that's where champion, Mr. Hauger, sort of kicked up his lead, and he was never really able to fight back and, and break up break up that uh, championship lead that Hauger had. But yeah, he's had a sensational year. I would suggest that he probably goes to F2 next year. Yep, um, I think so. Um, depending on how the seats work out, but he wants a good drive too, so yeah. he'll probably want to do some testing. In that us uh, test some F2 cars before he gets to it because I believe we've got some new uh, new chassis for next year in line with the um, Formula 1 changes as well. So that will be interesting. We're, look, Piastri's probably a number one at the moment because how, he's, oh, how well he's doing at F2. But how can he not be? Doing is definitely one to keep our eyes on too. I mean, we could have three Formula 1 drivers. <laughs> Australian <laughs> Formula One drivers. We'd be the crew. new BBC, wouldn't we? Yeah,
2: I was going <laughs> to say, suddenly people would get sick of us.
0: Oh, you blokes get too bloody excited with all these Australians at the front in the top two positions. Too many. Well, we can only hope, can't we? That was just some, I don't know, a mix of you, Campy, and everybody else in the world. Um, (laughs) Something to mention as well, boys, uh, around before we talk about Oscar Piastri as well, uh, is that thank goodness... Uh, F2 and F3 are changing formats to exactly what they did before this uh, terrible idea of trying to have more seasons. (laughs) Both of them are now going to run on F1 weekends, which is fantastic because we saw Oscar Piastri. What a great idea. What (laughs) what an understanding. (laughs) Oscar Piastri basically just didn't race for like three months almost uh, in in the middle. And, of course, with COVID and being an Australian, couldn't get home, trapped overseas, you know, and they're not doing anything else. Uh, like other series as well, of course, because they need to stay true to the F2 and F3 stuff. Uh, But Mm. that's good news, I think. And, of course, don't forget Callan Williams, who's also an Australian. He's in F3. So, of course, if uh, Jack Doohan moves across... Uh, to F2, and we don't know what Oscar's going to do yet, of course. So we'll, we'll chat about him now, shall we? Because certainly mm. there's a lot of uh, hope that he's going to win the F2 championship. He's uh, going to win
2: three on the trot. Which is, is great, he's, right?
0: he's also taken three poles in a row, and he's in the company yep. of George Russell, uh, Alex Albon, and Charlotte Claire for doing that, the only other F2 drivers to take three poles in a row. Uh, but, of course, we know, lads, that... He's not necessarily in line for this. Uh, the the only seat that's left. We can combine all of these points in once. So let's do that because Haas have confirmed both of their drivers for next year. Yep. No real surprises there. I think they were just working out the Ferrari element of the Mick Schumacher contract. Uh, and look, Giovinazzi hasn't really performed all that well over the last couple of races. Some points of his fault, some points of not. Um, but it's just heavily, heavily rumoured now that Guan Yu Zhou is going to be in that Alfa Romeo seat, regardless if he takes victory in F2 or not, which means Oscar Piastri, unfortunately, may be Mm. without a drive for next year.
1: Yep.
2: What's that saying? Can't be something about money walking and stuff.
1: (laughs) Money talks, bullshit walks. (laughs) There it is. Yeah, (laughs) I I think that's a lot to do with
2: uh, that Alfa seat, to be honest.
1: Not that Piastri is bullshit at all. He's a genuine. I think he's a genuine superstar in the making. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, guys. Yeah. Look, I. If I'm. If I'm Alfa Romeo, the thirty million pounds a year probably works for them and their budget. Uh, yeah. They've you know they've got a paid driver. They've got Valtteri Bottas next year as well. So. Yep. Um, I would love to see Piastri in the seat, but. I am not uncomfortable about Joe going to another organisation because it just means Piastri's in the number one spot for the Alpine team um, as a junior driver. Good point, yeah. And I've said… As a a Renault junior. (laughs) um, Renault. Yeah, look, they need to throw a big bone to him if he wins his championship, and he's performing Mm. excellently at the moment. I mean, I look at the season, and where Joe is making his points up is in the sprint races because he's not yes. qualifying as well as yep. as Oscar Piastri. So um, I think the sprint races are roughly – they're not half points, but they're like 15 points for a win, 12 for second, and then works its way back down to, uh, to 10. Yes. And then there's a point for fastest lap as well. But that's where Joe's making his gains on Piastri's in the sprint races because he's not qualifying as well and then getting the pass. You know, he's qualifying that fifth to sixth and then what he can actually do is is get up the grid in the first sprint race and then the second sprint race he can, you know, pick off a lot of the slower competitors behind him in the first. But then when full points are on offer, that's where Mm. Piastri, uh, you know, gets the 25 points for the win, you know, in that top three. And uh, I think the only mistake he's made was in round one this year. Um, yep. Excellent race if you want to go back and watch it somewhere on the archives. He was on the alternative uh tyre strategy and he was the only one in the field to make it right and he, there was a safety car came out, which meant he lost, you know, the just eight it. seconds. Eight seconds. And when he was fighting um, for, you know, a, a podium position, he just, Got a bit too throttle happy in the rear end stepped out on him. And that's the only mistake he's really made all year. Um, he's had some small ones in some uh the sprint races last uh last time out at Monza. But they were just on the first lap, cold tyres and getting used to it. But mate, geez, the kid just performs under pressure, doesn't he? He's so good.
0: Yeah. He he definitely deserves that top seat at some point, doesn't yeah. he? And we spoke about this in our last uh, podcast, our team radio podcast. Uh, And I want to say a bit massive thank you to you for writing in your questions to us. Uh, That's still a thing uh, because of course there's a gap between the next race as well. So we'll be doing another team radio podcast next week. Uh, You can submit your questions via discord Uh, link to join. That is uh, in the description below uh, or via Instagram as well, which is really, really great. Also lads look what came in the mail for me the other day. My, my Lakeside Drive t-shirt, oh, uh, some fresh merch. I haven't even like taken it out of the packet just before I, we started recording, um, but you can grab some merch as well from our store, which helps us as well. Uh, all right, lads. I
1: don't, I don't know if I can wear purple.
0: Well, you know, sometimes you just got to be on brand with the colours, be. <laughs> you would look like uh,
2: Barney the Dinosaur. Yeah.
0: You- <laughs> 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 uh, also, I don't think I don't think purple is in the colour palette for RM Williams, mate. I'm not sure that they <laughs> they'd have that. Uh, right, well, let's talk about the practice sessions, shall we? Uh, it was very wet. Uh, luckily, David Munnis, uh was probably preoccupied doing something else at some point and wasn't really talking about the weather ahead of this weekend. Uh, but as I said earlier, we had a bit of a scare. The FIA. Probably a little. Uh, well, I was going to say trigger happy, but not trigger happy as a result of Spa and what happened there. Campy, uh, of course, I think the right decision to cancel FP3, but uh, and and lucky really that the rain just cleared in time for qualifying, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I understand especially the junior formulas as well. I mean, they canceled one of the races and had one on, uh, on Friday night for us, which was the, you know, the Friday morning. So good decision there. They saw that they had a gap and they had a time frame to get some races in, which worked. Um, good thing. They probably canceled P3, uh, but that, geez, they i tell you what, they, this year they've moved into an absolute safety conscious, uh, realm that we haven't seen previously. Mm. Um, I mean, I know it's dangerous to drive in the wet, but, I mean, we've had races in the wet before and people always spin and crash, but it seems to me like visibility is not the answer for mm. for the safety. I just don't like that. But in saying that, I'm I'm not sitting in the seat and I'm not, I'm not responsible for these drivers. I'm just a fan that wants to see cars on track. So um, I'm glad they ran qualifying last night because it was clearly – perfectly fine to run qualifying in any yep. race in yep. that condition, even if it was raining, still would have been fine to run as well. Um, yeah, so, look, I think they're a bit trigger happy, as you said, James, but uh, sure. if I was sitting in that chair, I'd probably err on the side of caution more than <laughs> risk it.
0: Well, I don't want to – let me just cross-promote another podcast. We I spoke with the deputy race director for Formula One um Scott Elkins who who's the race director for Extreme E and we spoke on the Extreme E podcast which is coming out next week about the whole decision so I spoke to him just after Spa and ahead of Zandvoort and he's quite his his line was very simple he's like it's very black and white in this instance if it's deemed unsafe then we're not going to do it regardless mm. like there's no external pressure there's no this media like who's behind closed doors nonsense none of that it's just if we don't feel like it's going to be safe enough, then we don't let it run. And I think that's fair yeah. enough, you know. That, and, I mean, Michael Massey is <laughs> in that seat, so he's, you know, right there for us to have all of the uh, having a crack at. But, of course, he's got a big team behind him mm-hmm. too. But I think you're right, Campy, yeah. like especially after we saw, you know, those massive pileups through a Rouge and the W Series and even Lando Norris spinning out and qualifying and all that sort of other stuff, Uh, yep. you know. And this track, the walls are a lot closer, than spa, aren't they? So we know that to, to yeah. be the case as well. Uh, but in saying
1: that, like, did you ask him about the why you decided to classify spa after running three laps under a safety car? I did. That to me is the dumbest bloody decision they've ever made. Yeah, so gosh, you're awarding half. We never <laughs> award points for qualifying on a Saturday. And why on earth would you even put the cars out on track if safety is your number one thing behind the safety? It's just that to Good me, point. reeks of bullshit. You know. I'd,
0: yeah, and, and look, that's a. And I mean, he wasn't there, so I couldn't couldn't tell you. Yeah, but yeah, but I think yeah. you're right though. Like if it's just the safety thing, then it's a safety thing. Do we need the classification? Mm. Because it's very annoying having point five points for fantasy teams and oh, everything else. I'm sick like, of just, looking at it. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, and also yeah. for you know for, for Williams to have their first podium like that, like I'm ha- was happy for them, but they didn't earn it in a race situation like it was a great qualifying lap and of course we saw George Russell this weekend do a great qualifying lap but it was all about conditions and right place right time on the right part of the track uh we know that Danny Rick and others would have got past George pretty quickly so uh yeah I mean we've we've spoken about that haven't we in in the past all right let's talk about qualifying lads because uh it was a bit of a an interesting session uh we know that Seb was absolutely devastated, wasn't he, that he he wasn't able to get through um, into the next qualifying session. He was running about P5 in one of the free practice sessions, and we know, I mean, Stroll put it in eighth in comparison to his 11th. Uh, Do we think that he's still struggling a little bit campy with trying to get to grips with this car, or is just the pace not there still?
1: No, I just think it's track evolution that he probably didn't get into uh, q3 last night um I think he said his 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 fastest lap two laps uh two minutes previous to the session finishing and you know it was that was a top five time for when people were crossing the track at that at that particular moment unfortunately for him I think he got stuck in some traffic on his last hot lap which meant his his, his actual lap which should have been you know representative where he's at um got held up by traffic and you know, but that's motorsport. That's what happens in these conditions. For sure. Um and to miss out like that, he, you can tell he's deeply frustrated because he's sitting here going, Jeez, I've 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 had poor results. One at Monza, um, sorry, what was before Monza, whatever that was. Um wasn't his fault. He got he he uh, got taken out from memory. And then Mick Schumacher hit him um hit him at Monza and he, you know, he's going into three races out of four. You know, just going, what is going on here? Like, why mm. can't I get any good luck and seem to be – because I think he's got some genuine pace in the car, except for the odd track that they don't. Um, and he's consistently beating Stroll. But, you know, when these things happen, it frustrates him because he knows he's not going to be in the sport for another five, six years. It's probably two or three, and he's looking yep. to get the absolute most out of himself. So it's really frustrating to him when these, when these things occur.
2: Yeah. And I think a lot of it would have been down to those intermediate tyres as well they were kind of talking on the broadcast that a lot of it is like fast lap, slow down lap, fast lap, slow down. And then sometimes you're just running multiple fast laps. So each car is different on how they use those intermediates. And that's one of the tires they have the least amount of practice on as well. So the teams don't have enough data to go, okay, cool. At Sochi on the intermediate, this, like they were talking about going into turn three. That's such an unknown corner, which is flat out easy in the dry, but you could see them feathering the throttle going i don't know what this car's going to do going into that with that that little g4 so i think a lot of it was just timing he just didn't have that last little bit of time up his sleeve to put in that fast lap without traffic like james said so it's kind of it's kind of made it interesting though and we'll talk about the rest of qualifying but it's nice to have this kind of like wet weather intermediate tire kind of stuff thrown in cuz it's not just who's got the fastest car it's who's got the biggest cojones to bloody (laughs) put it around the track
0: in the wet. Yep. Yeah, look, you're not wrong. Uh, And, I mean, obviously then making that call to go to to softs is the big thing as well, which obviously paid off for for Landon Norris in the long run. Uh, And also, you know, they were really, if if Paul DeResta, could say poosh pool one more time, uh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> like, all right, dude, you don't have to say it every bloody sentence. <laughs> Thanks, groundskeeper, DiResta. Uh Hamilton just didn't seem really connected this weekend. We know that uh, out of Monza he, of course, had a, a wheel on his head and then he went to the Met Gala and now he's here. So he's had some neck pain, some neck issues. Is that really, you know, in, interacting with him in the car, Tommy T, do you think? Uh, or is he just making silly little mistakes that are very unusual for him? I think Max is in his head as well as on top of his head at the <laughs> point of this
2: race. I think <laughs> Max has got some real estate upstairs for uh, Hamilton. And he's kind of just making stupid mistakes because he knows, okay, Max is down the back. I have to absolutely nail this weekend to get those points back. And then he just bins it like little things into the, into the pits and he hits the wall. That's a small mistake and it happens to... Everyone, we've seen Kimi do that. We've seen Lando do it earlier in the weekend. But then little things like that just gave away all of his opportunity to put in that fast lap like we just talked about on the mm. on the slicks and also stuffed up uh, Bottas as well because they were double stacked. But just little rookie mistakes that you've never seen from Hamilton in his career until he's going for his eighth title. It's bizarre. Very interesting. I think because he hasn't had a fight like this, Arguably, in his career, obviously the Rossberg one was that was more like a tale of two halves of a, a season more than anything. Then this is like constant battle between the two of them. I think it's actually kind of not going how he thought it would. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, and Mercedes, you know, as as we know, we're focusing at the beginning of the year on the twenty twenty two car, not so much on this car. But when the realization that Red Bull were bringing upgrades every single weekend, we've even yeah. heard Hamilton say that campy, haven't we, in terms of bringing, you know, oh, these guys are bringing upgrades every single weekend that we can't do. Uh, You know, that's throwing him a little, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll put some of it back onto the team, and I think that's where this championship's going to be won. Mercedes is an organisation. As soon as George Russell went to the slicks and said prep the slicks and everybody else started going in for slicks, Mercedes missed it by a whole lap. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, at this track, you know, that's a that's a, that's a two-minute slow lap to go around again and decide what they're doing, and... Unfortunately, you don't have that amount of time. They have had that previously because of um, because of how quick their car is. But I, when push comes to shove, Mercedes are leaving points on the track at the moment. Yep. Yes, Lewis Hamilton stuffed up. But he's under pressure from, I don't think Max is, I mean, Max is in his head, but he knows that car is the fastest car on track this weekend. Um, Whether he qualifies on pole or second to Valtteri, that's where it should be. Um, He knows that he's going to win it. He knows Valtteri will stand aside for him and play rear gunner and play the team game. So there shouldn't be any pressure on him, but Mercedes is creating a pressure by shit strategy, and we've seen that throughout the year. Mm. I mean, if you look at Monza, Mercedes should have walked away with that race and won by 15 to 20 seconds. This weekend, Mercedes should be dominating that with a one-two, shoring up their lead in the constructors and getting Hamilton to make a 20-point tw- a gain on uh, Max Verstappen for yeah. the race. But when they make these decisions and now they've got to start from fourth and or eighth or wherever Bottas is standing because of the indecision in the pits to get them on the slicks, I mean, it's... It's Lewis's fault because he binned it. But again, I mean, you've got to get these things right. And so they, in, they interviewed this is Bono, where the championship's going to be won.
2: They interviewed Bono after qualifying and he said it was because they are on the the two fast laps with the slowdown in between. And because they went first, they were out of sync with everyone else. So everyone else had finished in time. So it's not an excuse, but he's explaining why they didn't react as quickly. It was because they were on a prep lap ready for the next one. So they were like, do we just bin this prep lap? instead of putting in a fast intermediate to kind of chase everyone on those slicks. So that was like – that was the thought process. And then they would have had enough time to do two fast slick ones if Hamilton hadn't binned it. So you're right, but also you're not fully right. Like they they definitely could have nailed it with two slick runs um, if
1: Lewis hadn't held up both him and Bottas. I do get it. But if George Russell is saying, let's get on slicks, prep them, that says to me that every – Driver on the grid and every team should be going, all right, he's going to slicks. What do you think? Yeah. And they should be asking those yeah. questions straight away. I think that works. Lewis didn't Yeah, well, if Lewis said, No, we're gonna hold on to this lap, well then it's his own fault. Because
2: they had they already had they were prepping ready with charged batteries, ready to do an intermediate yeah. lap. You don't get that back. And like the decision to go into the pits throws away a prep lap, which is completely wasted. And then like Yeah, no, another, I understand. So I, understand I get what you're saying too. as well, but I think like, yeah, it it's got to be more Hamilton than that because the strategy was perfect if he didn't bin it.
0: They would have got the the intermediate and they
2: would have got two slick laps. So No, I blame the
0: team. Uh, George Russell, he obviously had a pretty good qualifying to put it in third. It was uh, pretty interesting to see him and Norris up, up the front uh, as I said, this is going to be the most George Russell thing to happen. Williams is going to advance so far ahead of the grid next yes. year. Alex Albon's <laughs> going to be floating around that position and George <laughs> Russell's going to be around 13th, 14th going, hang on a second, uh, what happened? And we'll all be laughing. Uh, but look, Campy, good for Williams, isn't it? Again, you know, this is, uh, like as I said before, it's a slightly on merit qualifying position because, as you said, George made the call, Right, I <laughs> prepped the softs, let's go, yeah. here we're going. Uh, and Williams have to gamble, don't they, to make up, you know, grid places to get towards the front. Realistically for for George, this is probably better than Spa. This is a real opportunity for him to show how far Williams has come, don't you think?
1: Oh, I think they'll get swallowed up pretty easily in the, you know, the first five laps. Yeah. Saying that, what a drive! But he got it right, it was right place, right yep. time. You made the call early, and it was probably a gamble. But he got those four laps to warm up the tyres, and yep. they got three shots at a fast lap. Yeah, and these those tyres aren't going to burn out when they're going that slow. But he got the temperatures in, and it worked for him. Um, yep. and good on him for doing so. Um, yep. he was really the draw. I mean, that's the performance of qualifying, really, for him to come sure. in third yep. and to beat. Lewis Hamilton. Excellent. Uh, but they got it right again. It's a bit yep. like Spa. They were absolutely right place, right time. And yep. um is there luck involved? Absolutely. But he was ballsy enough to make the call before anyone else did. And uh hey, it worked out for them. So yep. congrats. I'm to gonna George throw Russell. a
2: conspiracy out there. I reckon Go George on. had more pace but he didn't want second on the dirty side. He wanted third to slingshot into first. So he was strategic and he's just gone, you know what? I'm going to go behind my old old mate Lando and I'm going to slingshot past you into the second corner and sail off. For a lap until I'm overtaken.
0: Well, it was interesting that Science <laughs> managed to put it where he did. To be honest, because yeah. prior to that he was nowhere. Both Ferraris were were nowhere. Obviously, Charles Leclerc starting from the back, so no point. But for Science, he was struggling, struggling, struggling. So it, good for them to have have that. But I mean, he's not carrying that new engine. It wasn't a smooth he? lap, though, was it? It was. He
2: was like no. wrestling that thing around, and that's like full credit to him that is a tough thing to do in those conditions with no yeah. practice on slicks in those like that's just a good driver doing good things right there that's that's very very tough yep. driving
0: yeah and i mean for carlos look we haven't really spoken a lot this year about ferrari have we because they've been Car-lose. kind of <laughs> flailing around in the mid-pack Car-lose. which is not so great for them i kind of think it means they put their head down and they sort of focusing, is are they, for 2022. For yeah. But in saying that, they have brought an upgrade campy with Charles Leclerc this weekend. It's rumored as an extra 15 brake horsepower or something ridiculous uh, in that power unit to, to see what happens. So, of course, Leclerc starting in oh, 19. Fuel flow. <coughs> can't <laughs> definitely, be. Definitely fuel flow. Like yeah, that. they would have found a new reason, a new way rather to get around it. But for, for them, though, this is good. And for Carlos, it's good too because, you know, yeah. after seeing Danny Rick take you know, the win for McLaren, which he had an ability to do at the same track last year in Carlos Sainz. Yep. Uh, yep. He would would have been feeling a little bit sort of off, I imagine.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, we, yep. we know that his race craft is very good. Uh, and, I mean, he's up against his old teammate who's got better race craft this year than last year, that's for sure. So that's going to be an interesting battle. Oh. But good for Ferrari, I think. Campy, Definitely. don't you?
1: Oh, great result for Carlos! Um, again, he's probably hasn't had the year he wanted to have, but you know, when he when he, when the opportunity presents itself, will close start in the back of the grid, he puts it on second and. For Ferrari, I I hope they don't have a repeat of Monza where they get swallowed up after a restart Mm. um, really quickly. I mean, where do you go back from second to six in about three laps? You know, on a track where you shouldn't, it's really difficult to pass. So uh, hopefully for Carlos, he gets a good start and he gets, I hope he jumps Lando if I'm honest and, you know, that'll slow the pack up a bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But great for Ferrari. I mean, they Ferrari haven't, been coming out saying, "Oh, this is the engine that'll get us into a race winning position." But they've obviously worked hard behind closed doors, um, and good for them. That's their last upgrade for the remainder of the seven races, I believe. So, mm. um, good for them. I think everything's sort of focused on twenty twenty two for now for them. Yep. And, yep. Um, yeah. Let's. Let, oh, I think it'd be great for Carlos to get a to get a podium. Do I think the race pace is in the car? <laughs> Not really. I mm. don't. I just think they'll get swallowed up. I think I think yeah. we'll see both Mercedes and both Red Bulls in the top five. If I'm honest, oh,
2: you um, reckon Max is going that whole way? <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get to Max in a bit. But
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he will. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. Good, great result for Carlos and yeah. uh, and Ferrari. Yeah,
0: he needs it. As I said, Tommy T, he needs yep. it. Doesn't need to after especially after last Big weekend time. that one-two McLaren. <laughs> he's looking at that seat going, Ah, oh, did it's, I make the right oh. decision? He feels sorry yeah, we, for the guy. We'll, we'll,
1: if we look at his race pace compared to uh, Leclerc in the past couple of races, he's really been nowhere. Yeah. You know, it was only a couple of races ago. What was before Monza? Zanvort. Um, I mean, he lost 20 seconds to Leclerc over mm. a race distance. And, he, yeah. you know, we were, we were scratching our heads going, where does that come from? We were wondering if um, it was something
2: to do with that crash that he had in qualifying,
1: potentially. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's all those little things yeah. that go on. But, you know, Monza, he – got beaten by Leclerc too. So this is a yeah. good one. You know, I mean, it'll do a lot for his confidence. Yeah, yeah
0: but good Tommy T, isn't it, for, for him? Do you think oh, for sure. in comparison to what Leclerc can do, if we see some significant it's, pace from him tomorrow, then maybe this he'll be happier knowing that that power unit's coming his way soon too? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's probably not going to like the grid drop, but <laughs> I think he'll be
2: happy with the the power upgrade, which would be nice. It's really interesting to see signs and Leclerc as a comparison. This, mm. this is the worst sport ever to try and compare who's actually the best because everyone's using different machines. They've only got one teammate to compare against, but it's actually kind of put them both in a good light. I think we actually now appreciate how good Leclerc is now that he's doing it against Carlos and vice versa, that Carlos is actually getting results in a brand new car. So I think… He'd be okay with this season. I think he's going to want results next year big time. I think if he can get a podium for the for this year, I think he'd be happy. Moving to Ferrari first year, that'd be good, but I, I don't think you can play. I think he's probably the one that settled in the most in his new team, arguably. Um, we still need to see the, the rest of the season. It's pretty hard to deny a bloody win at McLaren for Daniel, but he'd say he's still not comfortable. So, Interesting.
0: Yeah, it's good. Well, let's talk about McLaren and Daniel and Lando, of course, because, you know, unfortunately, I suppose this this race, it's a bit of a shame that Lando's taken pole position. But when we look at it objectively from a McLaren point of view, we know Andreas Seidel said at the end or sort of last weekend in between, you know, Monza and, and this race that it it's good that we got that, but let's get back to focusing on what's important, which is yep. delivering every weekend. Uh, and yep. he wasn't confident necessarily that his car would, would go so well. Campy, not be, I mean, praise for you again for saying that this was going to be a McLaren track. Uh, in terms of qualifying though, Lando has been better than Daniel uh, and there was a little bit of love at, at the end of the car. Uh, sorry, at the end, next to the car, Daniel <laughs> your one, at the end of the car. At the end of the car. There it is. Uh, <laughs> the best at the end of the car. The best at the, on the grid at the end of the car. Uh, it was good, but Daniel engaged with him, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Which is just great news. But for, for McLaren as a whole, Tommy T, this is good and good for it's Lando good. to put it on pole. They are just,
2: I think they are what we've seen Mercedes over the last, like, what decade it seems. They are just regimented. They're slick operation. I think Andreas Seidel is unbelievably organized and structured as a manager of that organization. And they are doing everything right, incremental improvement constantly. Um, and they're just ticking off boxes. Like, look at this. To like, go from a win to a pole. Like, for for that young driver in these conditions, they're just making great decisions as a team and for individual drivers as well. So uh, they're pretty pretty hard to fault at the moment, aren't they? Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 happy. Lando have had a ripper lap. Like he was kind of robbed somewhat at Spa when he he spun off because he was yep. the first one to go out and push on that those really wet conditions. But we know he was the bloody fastest around through practice and qualifying and he probably would have got close pole there. Yes. So it's, it's good to see him kind of get something because it would have been tough for him to swallow that first win basically growing up in McLaren. Yep. Not being him. So I think this is kind of a nice little consolation. But also I think it's good that he didn't get the win. It's kind of maybe humbled him a bit to, No, no, no. This isn't all about you. This is about you and Daniel and McLaren. You're, neither of you are bigger than McLaren. This is a team team sport. Yep. And I think I think it's kind of good that he didn't actually get the win, so he can't just be the bratty little child that won and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have it all his way.
0: But there's potential for him, Campy, to to actually take victory here because we know that he can hold yeah. Mercedes and Red Bulls behind him. We saw Danny Rick holding a red bull of Max Verstappen up, and we've seen, you know, Lando a couple of times now hold Lewis Hamilton up. And, you know, he's really the the biggest threat, of course, behind uh, you've got Sainz, Russell and then Hamilton, then Danny Rick and Alonso. So he's the biggest threat for taking that win. Do you reckon he can hold that?
1: Uh I think I think possibly they can. I just think over a race distance Mercedes is so far ahead of everybody else. And mm. Lewis, you know, Lewis Lewis can make passes on track that no one else can. Um he's still that good. So I think he can win it. I think a lot's got to go his way in order to do so. Yep. Um, but, look, oh, congratulations to him. I know we ragged on him a bit last week and I'm trying to build up this rivalry, but he's driving exceptionally well. Everything everything went right for him. He got his tyres in the operating zone. Yep. When he encountered traffic on his warm-up lap, the cars stepped right off the racing line, whereas where Danny Rick was following, yep. you know, Four seconds behind him, the three cars they had to pass on the outlap were all into big braking turns, and they, you know, it compromised Danny Rick's braking on the way in, you know. So, yes, Lando warmed the tires up and got him by two seconds, but that's the difference, right, between passing cars in optimum positions yep. on your warm up lap and not. So, A lot of I luck. mean, I'm lo- I'm looking I'm looking at the uh, the the track map. In qualifying for when they're doing their warm up laps, I'm going. You got to be joking! Can Danny Rick just get a break? You know, literally three <laughs> cars. I think it was, I think it was Ocon, Stroll, and somebody else that they had to pass all into big braking turns where you generate most of your heat. So I think he's compromised there um, for Danny Rick to put it on fifth. I mean, what oh, a drive! Yeah. Mean, yeah, considering where he's been with that car all weekend. Sure. Yeah, I mean, got P one and they were doing some long run setups, and then P two lost it. P3 got cancelled, straight into the car, new motor, new setup. it yep, yep. has been on the back foot all weekend. I'll take P5 at any time. Yeah. I think he'll be frustrated because he would have known, you know, P2 and P3 were realistically there. Yep. And for him, looking at the gap between him and Lando, two seconds. But, hey, that's the difference when you encounter traffic on your warm-up laps and in optimum positions and when you don't. So, yeah. um, he'll be quietly confident tonight. I think he needs to get mm-hmm. a start. I think they needed the first thing they need to do is dispatch of George Russell – On the opening lap. And then, if they can get Carlos, and then Danny Rick can just hold on to Hamilton for the whole race. Yep. you never know what's going to happen with Ties. It's a long Lando's run. Lando's, Lando's <laughs> under a lot of pressure tonight. Oh, um, you could
2: see in his interview afterwards, he didn't want to be starting first. He's like, this is the one place you don't want to be starting first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like a exactly. nervous as. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. So I think he'll get swamped off the start Yeah, um, by somebody. And look, let's just, I mean, Danny Rick, I mean, we've seen some of the starts he's made lately. Wouldn't surprise me if he makes up two or three positions yeah. and uh mm. gets the go. Exactly. Yep. But I think this McLaren quietly confident. this
0: McLaren, look, I, I get your point about Lando and that he's gonna be he's gonna be feeling a little bit nervous, but the the way that this car puts down traction, and again, I think yep. Monza was the best example of that coming through yep. the the first Chicane, coming out of that was incredible watch. Sochi is one of those tracks where you need consistent ability, especially with all the off-camber and everything else and the weird corners that they've got. Especially sector three, yeah. Absolutely, to put it down. So if Lando can have the similar kind of start to Danny Rick had last weekend, and look, if Lando wins this and Danny Rick gets a podium, I'm going to be bloody stoked because, again, it means McLaren have backed it up, have gone Mm -hmm. double-header. Uh, for for a victory and, you know, potentially P2 for Daniel. We just don't know what Hamilton's going to do. I mean, he's in the prime seat, isn't he? We've got signs, as I said, Russell yeah. Hamilton ahead of him. Uh, but we know DR's racecraft is good. We, we're not totally sure on the conditions yet. I think it's going to be dry uh, tonight for the race rather than, than wet. So free tyre choice, that's going to help a lot or hinder a lot depending on on yeah. where we get to. We'll talk about what to watch for in the race in a little bit. Uh, the last person I want to mention in qualifying is Pierre Gasly. He was just a very, very unhappy boy, Tommy He's T. Lots boy. of smashing of wheel going on yeah. in the car.
2: He is very grumpy, wasn't he? he nothing went his way, did it? Um, yeah, I think he probably knew he'd had way better. He definitely should have got to... To Q3, and he knows that he's better than that. I think he he copped some traffic, but to be honest, when I watched the footage, it didn't look that bad. Um, he thought he got blocked in some way, but it was kind of not nothing really to complain about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think disappointing because yeah, you, you would have thought Yuki would have done a lot better as well. So disappointing all around for
0: yeah for 12 Alpha and Tauri. 13th for AlphaTauri and I, Gasly yeah. frustrated more that they didn't put a new set of slicks straight on. Uh, mm. Where they where they could sorry new set of inters on when everyone else was doing it and he was left out yeah. you know on a, on an old set which was was no good for him um, he did mention in the press conference afterwards that yeah that George was kind of there but it was that's not the point it wasn't that he was being held up that was he was just venting frustration but it was yeah. more the team's strategy that he was yeah. not happy with so right. he needs to go, go full Seb Vettel uh, at Ferrari and <laughs> and Carlos signs currently at Ferrari and just set your own. Strategy, uh, don't you? Well, the starting <laughs> grid is as follows. Norris on first, Carlos Sainz second, Russell third, Hamilton fourth, Danny Rick fifth, Alonso sixth. That's a great drive yeah. by Fernando. Very, very Huge happy to see him. We, we know Fernando. that he's a great fighter, don't we? And he, in that sixth position with Danny Rick ahead of him and Valtteri Bottas behind him, it's going to be interesting. Bottas had some really good moments. And then as we spoke about, because of the... the Bundling with Lewis Hamilton's front wing and the warm up laps and mm. trying to get in the push pulls, all that sort of other stuff. Unfortunate for him, he's never started outside the top four uh, since I think his time boss, with struggled to get past Alonso. I agree, uh, which is yeah. no good because we said that we wanted VB to at least have his last Russian victory, didn't we? Although we still yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Lance Stroll had a pretty decent race. Campy, that's his one in twenty five, I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry, qualifying. <laughs> I should say not race. Um, and he's on to potentially have a decent race.
1: Yeah, Uh, Yeah, he likes – he's got a history of doing well in these conditions. Yeah, in
0: these mixed conditions. Sergio Perez uh, was doing pretty well in the first bits of qualifying and then was nowhere to be seen. Ninth for him, uh, not as strong as we would have hoped for, especially with Max down at the very back of the pack. I don't think they're totally stoked. Campy, you mentioned this in a podcast a couple of weeks ago that they maybe have signed him. To try and have that consistency for next year, but his performance just hasn't been there, has it? Done the opposite.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think we need to seriously start having the same conversation. Oh, I'm having it. I've been having it for about a month now about his performances and where he's at. I just don't think he's cutting it against Max Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing what Red Bull want him to do, and they employed him to be a rear gunner. And he hasn't been that at all. His qualifying is Comparable to Albon and Gasly, mm. uh, his race pace is better than those two, um, and he's had some good results this year. But does it warrant that second seat in that car? Absolutely not. Mm,
0: yeah, interesting vibes. It was a, we can talk about Red Bull for days, can't we? Ocon in tenth uh, again, a big distance behind Fernando Alonso. So this is where the experience comes out, doesn't it, lads? Uh, with Alonso pushing it a lot further towards the front. Seb Vettel in eleventh, as we we know, he was very frustrated. Gasly, Sonoda, yep. 12th, 13th. Kimi Räikkönen back, uh, 14th for him. Mick Schumacher in 15th, outperforming Giovinazzi in 16th. Yes. Mazepin in 17th. And then Latifi had to take a new power unit, so he went to the back. Leclerc, new power unit. He went to the back. Verstappen, new power unit. He starts at the very back in 20th. I, you
1: know just... Can I mention Latifi? Please do. Jeez, that guy's He was on track to out-qualify his team. Yeah, he was. Had some genuine pace in that car, but apparently they found a pneumatic issue, uh, which I believe has got to do with the hydraulic somewhere. Um, Yeah, he'd be spewing, but they found the problem just before qualifying and they wanted to go out to ensure that they were in front of uh, Leclerc so they were going to see what they were the was going to do so, yep. um, hence why they made the decision not to run a time in Q two. Yep. So,
0: but he, but he's been performing well, Tommy T. Don't you think? Oh, he's he, been great since, yep. since the the Williams coming back towards the front, and I think with Spa was was yep. good for their awareness at least. Not that I think they necessarily deserve the points there, but for for him to be in that team for next year, I think is the right call. You know, yep. I, he's not in my like. Yes, he brings money to the team, but he's not traditional pay driver in my mind now nah. is de- certainly not as bad as a Mazepin or Stroll. Um, in poor machinery, he is performing well and really, yep. genuinely, I hope for his sake at least and Alex Albon's sake, that Williams next year have a good time because it will yep, be yep. a good comparison for him and Albon to be side by side in good machinery. I think we know that George Russell is a pretty solid driver, as Campy said many, many times. We are yet to see his true form up against the like of someone like Lewis Hamilton. But Nicky, big fan, yeah. uh, our favourite Canadian, so definitely here sure. for that. All right, let's talk about what we're going to watch for in the race uh, now. Tommy T, Max Verstappen to charge through the pack. You said, are you Ooh, yeah. are you interested? Do you think he's going to get all the way towards the front? Yep. Uh, we've Sign seen well, we saw Valtteri, didn't we, in, La- in Monza. Uh, go from yep. the back to third. So we know podiums are possible from the back, don't we? Yep. Campy, would you reckon
2: that this is easier or harder to pass than Monza? Easier. Yeah. So th- that's what I would have thought too. I think.
1: And just going on racing history too.
2: For sure. I think I think Max is, Max is on here. I think he's going to pick a strategy that works for him as well. Um, I don't know. It, maybe that's a, a two-stopper, to be honest. No, it's a
1: one-stopper because there's no degradation on this track. Yep. Um, this is true, yeah. Yeah. I think I think what will happen is Verstappen will go really low on hearts and he will make, just because of the sheer pace of the car, he will make up positions yep. uh, while others are making pit stops uh, if they opt to go on the medium or the, the soft tie in the first stint. Yep. So he'll make up positions passing and he'll make them off uh, in the like just strategies and stuff as well. Yep. Um, and he will pit. And come out in seven or eight with 20 Fresh. laps to go on the soft mm. while everyone's, you know, managing tyres and doing stuff. And I think that's where he'll gain his advantage on the soft tyre mm. uh, last, you know, 20 laps or so. And he'll just come through the field and make some blistering passes.
0: And we know that he is amazing at passes, don't we? So yeah. that's going to be interesting to see. But also We're I think... His battle with Leclerc initially is going to be interesting. So, I mean, we know he's an epic starter. He's potentially going to get past Charles very quickly. But if he doesn't and we see Ferrari's new power unit... This is going to be a good time for us to have a bit of a comparison about what Ferrari has brought to the be- what I still think is the best car on the grid in, in the Red Bull. Um, so that would be good mm, yep. data for, for Mattia uh, and the team, which is good, I think. Uh, VB, look, he starts in seventh. Uh, I want him to win this race a little bit. I'm yeah. kind of happy for the same podium at Monza. Uh, I'm happy for him to win yep. uh, and you know Daniel and Lando to get second and third in whatever order to be honest I think maybe Lando deserves the second over Daniel because of the race sorry the qualifying lap that he's had. but what can we honestly see from him Campy Do you think as I said he starts behind Ricardo and, and Hamilton um we I think he's going to be able to get past signs and Russell when those two do. Is he on for a podium or is he going to be around that fourth fifth
1: position? Oh, 1-2, ma. I think Merkel will go 1-2 not. Cool. Tommy T, what do you think? Their yeah. pace is so far, like, drastically oh. faster than anyone else. And over a race distance, I just can't see anyone holding them up.
2: I think Bottas would have put it on pole if he didn't get stooged in, in qualifying, to be honest. I think this yeah. guy is unbelievable there. He was showing yep. his pace as well. And he, ha- he hadn't given everything. He was still just cruising through. He looks so comfortable. Where other yep. people are sketchy going through corners, this guy has so much control. He looks yes. so stable through all these off-campus stuff. So I'd back him in. The only issue I think he's got is going to be clearing Alonso, Ricardo, Hamilton early. The other two I'm not too worried about, but he's got to do that work early so he's not wasting laps and and tires kind of just because Alonso is not going to give up that position. I think he has to take him on the start to be honest. Um, yeah but
1: his play against his play again is a long play right everyone starts yeah. on their own tire choice he'll just go yeah. long and it, they'll Merk will be happy for Bottas and Hamilton to make the moves in the last 10 to 15 laps and yep. where they lose out going long on the on the hards they make up drastically by gaining the advantage on the softs in the last 15 20 laps mm.
0: I think that this is going to be an interesting Sochi, don't you boys? Uh, It's not going to be Tahir on the on YouTube live streams. Asked, you know, do you think Sochi will be boring? Although we have a mixed grid, I think it's going to actually be genuinely interesting this time around because you know if Merck get out in front for qualifying, yes, we've seen them drive off into the summer, Uh, (laughs) but for this instance, I think it's good. You know, it's good to have these mixed qualifying conditions because it throws a whole lot of jeopardy, as Tommy T would say into the mix Mm. and we're here for that. I think that's, that's really good. Uh, I put up a, an Instagram poll, uh, to see where Danny Rick, where people thought Danny Rick was, was going to come. Uh, some people said first love your optimism. I think that's fantastic. Uh, but I think realistically the majority of the responses was third. So for, Mm. for on for a podium, I think for this, for this race tonight, uh, Tommy T don't you? Yep. Uh, I think so. I think that's well within the realm. Um,
2: yeah, he's, he's going to have to have the right strategy like Campy's outlined. So it'll be interesting to see what start tie there is because we're not going to know until those tie blankets come yeah. off for the um, the formation so like, and everyone's like, oh, shit, everyone's gone uh, or everyone's gone softs. So you just don't know where you're going to sit. So I think if they work in conjunction with what Lando's doing and they can do a, a strategy that works for both where they can actually help each other is going to be the best strategy, to be honest, not just individual.
0: What do you think, yep. Campy? Do you th- mediums because we know tie digs not as full on at Sochi? Do you go mediums and then you know draw it as long as possible onto softs, or are you hard all the way through to the last you know kind of quarter for be able to switch to softs?
1: I think mediums because it gives you options. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Give medium hard probably the that's the safest way, but hard soft again will allow you to gain up a lot of time but I think if you're Danny Rick you start on the mediums yep yeah because they're not the problem with starting on softs up front is you're not going to be able to get the gap to the teams behind you to pit and get out in front of them unless they pit before you and I think for the teams behind they're all going to be going hards or mediums to start so I think Danny Rick and Lando are going to have to go on the mediums not be aggressive someone like Alonso hey Jump on the softs, yeah, a start, or a stroll. You know, I reckon he could be a soft, yeah, and try and dictate the race from the from the front, which I don't think anyone in that top five, other than Hamilton, has got the speed to be able to dictate the front. So it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if Hamilton starts in softs. Either, yeah, good point. But he's got to get the he's got to get the job done in the first five laps, to get yeah. out in front, and then he can manage, get the gaps he needs, go three or four laps longer than everybody else. Yep. get on the hard and go to the end. But uh, yeah, look as to the question, I think. We've never seen this at Russia before. Russia as a race and qualifying has been pretty predictable up until now. Yep. It's been a Mercedes. I think Ferrari won a couple of times. And if you look at the grid position starting-wise in the last few years, it's two by two by mm. two. Yeah. That's how that's how much of a procession this race has been. Tonight, we've got qualifying mixed conditions. Mixes up the whole grid, shakes it up. A couple of grid penalties to key drivers starting at the back. Mm-hmm. So, look. Very, very keen for this race and all. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be a ball fest. And it's not an time. Hope- I would hope that all the action doesn't happen in the la- in the first five to six laps and then the last 10 laps with a massive, you know, 40-lap lull in the middle. I think what we'll see is we'll see small gains off the first lap and then it consistently changing right throughout that middle section of the race mm. where, you know, Ricardo makes a couple of moves, Lando loses a couple, Carlos goes into whatever that looks like. It's going to be a pretty consistent change throughout the whole race, which will be good.
0: Do you think uh, that Lando does get a good start and Danny Uric just tries to tuck in behind him? Because we know that that there's going to be some crossover between signs and trying to cover off Russell's, trying to cover off Hamilton. So DR could potentially just sort of sneak his way because he's obviously on that clean side of the track, isn't he, Campy? Does he sneak his way and then tuck in and, and sort of draft behind? Because, again, we know that if McLaren gets out front, they have the ability to dictate the race. Um, and yeah. if, if DR then is the rear gunner like Lando was for him in Monza, that's not a bad situation yeah. for McLaren. McLaren are great strategists. We've seen that in Monza as well. That was a really good yeah. team performance all round. Uh, so, look, I, I mean, obviously we're McLaren biased now, aren't we? And Danny Rick bias for sure. But <laughs> uh, it'll be yeah. interesting to see Hamilton's tie choice, Campy. I think you're on to something there. If he does go mm. softs, then there'll be something to, to watch for. But certainly yeah. for DR, Mediums is good. Alonso, where do we think he can he can put it? Because as we've said before, he's great at fighting. He's got some interesting uh, cars around him. Campy, what do you think?
1: Wouldn't surprise me if that guy in the turn three is in the front or braking, big big dive bomb up the inside and gets into the lead. That's what well, this guy's capable of. Oh, absolutely! He's that quick. He's he's that good. But then again, he could be shit. And being yeah. tenth, eleventh. He's the one. I wild just don't card.
2: trust that car's race pace to be honest. I think he could get to the no, front and then he'd slowly slip,
1: wouldn't no. he?
0: I yeah, think he's absolutely. probably on for like an eighth or a ninth, to be honest. And George he's the Russell, wild
1: card though. He can do things that no one else can do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. George Russell, where do we think Tommy T is really gonna be he's gonna Eleven finish
1: in the points in I'm back. Oh yeah, no points. Well, oh,
0: let's, let's see what happens. I mean, I kind of hope that he does have a little bit of race pace uh, and the car goes well. I mean, we, we can only see, right? There's uh, We can only watch what happens in the race, can't we? Well, boys, that's yep. uh, the pre-drinks pod. Thanks very much to you, and thank you to you for watching, for listening. Uh, wherever you're you're watching uh, but for our YouTube live stream uh, a massive thank you to you don't forget to jump across to our Discord server because we talk all the way through the race uh, over heaps of of comments there's heaps of people there which is fantastic we really love it Uh, don't forget to update your fantasy team names you might be in the winning to win some merch like this Uh, at the end of the year uh, jump across to our Instagram too as I said I'm asking a couple of questions and polls you can provide some feedback and again if you're watching on YouTube don't forget to Subscribe. Well, that's it, boys. I really hope we can see a McLaren a double podium again here at Sochi. Looking forward to Monday at five thirty. We will be PM Australian Eastern Standard Time. We will be uh, live streaming this podcast. So we will see you then. Love that, boys. Thanks very much. See you, boys. Cheers.
1: I've got a shirt schedule, so I know which what I was wearing last time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yeah, I've got it. uh, uh, Give the fans what they want.
2: Sports social podcast network.